button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Welcome to another episode of Snacks Packs. This one's brought to you by the Foundation to study Mitch McConnell's episodes to see why they keep happening and if it's almost time. It's because he, as a lizard person, is getting more transmissions that they're even happening now in the day because the lizard people will act soon. That's true. I think they're going to act soon. I think the Grim Reaper is just visiting him during, and he's like his media. He's like singing. <laughs> that would be a really i feel like you could edit that so easy. oh yeah I feel yeah like you could edit that so like him and then cut to a crowd and, and this the grim reaper, reaper yeah back, yeah dude, make that video you could do that that's a good video that would be hilarious uh, but i that's what i think it is i think he's i think it's almost his time and uh yeah I, I, my buddy actually just texted me kind of out of the blue he said McConnell may b- be finally fucking done. And he said, <laughs> or he's just doing this for giggles. Yeah. And I was like, well, <laughs> equally believable. That would be funny. Yeah, I would. It's like it's like he he baits everybody into calling him out, and then he like goes on like an episode of Jeopardy and just like kills it. And you're like, fucking what? He like <laughs> runs a triathlon, and everyone's like, well, I fucking <laughs> guess not, dude. <laughs> Well, like, why did you do that? <laughs> I would do uh, that if I was a politician. He, yeah, remember he said he's gonna finish up his his fucking term. He's got like four years. Oh left, my god, dude! I no. feel like if I ever became a politician, I would be like seen as just the worst piece of shit, and not because like I would do things that would harm people, but because I would say things that I don't mean as like a joke, and people would be no. like, "This, yeah." <laughs> He said he was going to fucking napalm kids. And I was like, yep. (laughs) It's funny. I would be really bad at handling like really baity reporters who are like, oh, what do you say to the people that uh, think that you hate children and uh, are personally going to bomb Mexico? I was like, dead on. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking. Yeah. You fucking idiot. You got my secret plan. Yeah. Yeah. Moron. I would just, I don't um, know. I don't know if I could go through a press meeting without being like, you want to fucking go out into the parking lot right now? Because you're asking some pretty stupid questions. So something uh, more important than any of that has come out. There is potential. There is real potential. There's there's interest. There's discussion of a Fast and the Furious <laughs> Jurassic Park crossover. <laughs> oh uh, my god. That would be the most fucking Looney Tunes dumb shit I've ever heard, dude. If we have a Transformers G.I. Joe in the same year we get Fast and the Furious Jurassic Park, dude, I oh my god. That's the I'm worst. Gonna lo- I'm gonna spend a fortune. <laughs> Can't wait. I have still not seen a single Fast and Furious movie past Tokyo Drift. Dude, so you haven't even seen him get good. You haven't even seen him get good. Nothing about any Fast and Furious uh, trailer I've seen has screamed good to me. Uh, (laughs) What are you talking about? I feel like every... First of all, the fifth movie as a standalone movie is actually a decent film. It's not too crazy. It's not too ridiculous. It's a good movie. I feel Um, like every really... 
intelligent friend person, maybe that's what I'm looking for. Every really intelligent person has that one thing that's like, can't believe you're fucking into this. And for you, it's Fast and Furious. <laughs> and Transformers. A yeah. lot of people are surprised at me that Transformers Yeah, well, I, Transformers all- I can get because it's super cool robots that fucking so turn badass. into cars and it's badass, but like... You think cars are badass if they're if they're if they robot turn into secretly? robots? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe if more cars turn into robots in Fast and Furious, I'd I be into it. Transformers, Fast and the Furious, would be tied. Right shit, my yeah. pants, bro. <laughs> I'd get a tattoo of Vin Diesel on my skin if that shit happened. That'd be dude. tight, dude. I love looking oh. at old Vin Diesel Facebook posts because he posted like, yeah. dude, they are bad. If you've never seen like a I've 2006 Vin Diesel Facebook post, they're bad. They are super 2006. Yeah, um, he has one that with the wing, the Photoshop wings. Yeah. It's so funny. I thought that forever that that was a shit post uh, making fun so of So did I. It was like actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you know. Everybody wants to say how stupid he is, blah, 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 but he's single-handedly forging his way to $800 million a movie for yeah. 10 fucking movies, That's dude. the only. He's the only guy I know that can just do one movie and... He's he hasn't done anything anything else. else. Yeah, why he would said, he? I am Groot. Yeah, and then he did ten Fast and the Furious movies. That's what he's been up to for the last twenty years. I respect it. I respect the hell out of it. I think he's. Uh, uh, I think you know he found what he liked and he found his niche. I think it's very funny that he gets mad when people don't take it seriously. Um, oh, that's the funniest yeah, part like, of the why, whole thing. Like you that guys makes are, them, dude. And if you know everything about it, and then you watch the last one, it is whole. It's literally like he's in his own world <laughs> and universe. He's like being so serious, and everyone's like, "What? It's are a delusion." Serious? Yeah, <laughs> dude, you literally just punched a car earlier. Yeah, like work. That's what I'm saying. Like you guys are like flying around in space in cars. Like you can't. One of my favorite ones was when they are going through a minefield of magnetic mines, and the only way to get through is to go so fast that they won't stick mm, to you. Naturally. So they have to drive so fast <laughs> through the minefield. It's so cool. <laughs> it's badass. Oh, you guys bad. gotta watch those movies. We uh, 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 once we get uh, real famous, we can do a YouTube channel and stuff, and you can watch the fucking Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah. And and we'll tell you all about live it. react, live yeah, react, yeah. Fast and Furious movies. Have you ever seen that clip, that video of where they watch the first three Transformers simultaneously? No. Like they they have them all oh, like, at three the same time right next to each other. <laughs> yes, right next to each other, and they watch them all at the same time. And like a crazy amount of stuff lines up. No like, shit. Like the exact same moment That's across tight. all three movies. It's awesome, dude, dude. There's there's times where I'm like, uh, where I, this is slightly related, not really, but there's times where I'm do matter. I'm doing something, and I'll be like, you know whatever i'm in oklahoma and I'm, i look at like my snapchat memories and it's like this day four years ago you were in the exact same spot you are now and i like look at yeah. it, i'm like holy shit that is weird yeah it is fucking weird and uh, you know it's not even that because it's like oh you go to oklahoma whatever but it's like just doing like whatever 
going to some store, and it's like, this day, five years ago, you were in the store as well. And I was like, this shit's all fucking a simulation. Dude, I was looking at fucking the, my years, one year snaps coming up about Reagan's car getting fucked up while my car was Damn, fucked up. Damn, dude. It's like, come on. Maybe that, maybe. We also just had, so uh, after one full year, the tire that got like gouged from that incident went flat. It went flat while she was at work, but that was like, I was like, amazing. It just went yeah, flat perfect. while she was sitting at work. Like, it didn't explode or nothing. We didn't have to buy a whole new tire for a whole year. Like, incredible. Yeah. Uh, so, but that was a whole fuck around, you know, take her there and wait for the tow yeah. and then go to the tow to the tire place and the tire place had to wait for, and then it was her tire bearing had to be replaced. So it was like all four tires in a bearing. Like oh my God. I hate like, that, please, dude. I'm like, all right, I just gotta, I gotta stop. go get a tire either patch or a new one and they're like yeah your shit's all dumb and it looks stupid and you're like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're like that's a thousand dollars that'll be three thousand dollars i'm like oh i'm gonna kill you have to myself stand here for an for two hours while yeah we when it. i went and got my oil changed they were like i was sitting there doing work at the dealership and the guy came out with like a filter and he was like he was like, yeah, look at this filter here. It's looking a little dirty. It was, like, kind of dirty. And he was like, you want us to replace it? And I, it was like, it's be, like, 50 bucks. And I was like, no. Like, no. like what do you mean? Why? Yeah, what? yeah no. I'm not going to do that. No. Fucking no, bullshit. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I really haven't run into too much upselling. In fact, the fucking mechanics out here won't do anything I don't ask them to. That's and they don't tight. even do all the stuff I ask them to. I, they don't do... I'm like, I'm like, can you do, can, I, I, last time we went, I was like, we took Reagan's car in. I was like, rotate the tires, swap, uh, get new brakes on it and do an alignment. And then they took too long. End of the day, they had, they ended up staying open late to like work on it. And then, then they were like, we didn't do the alignment. Awesome. Like, <laughs> Great. Thank you. Dude, I, I asked you to. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, eh, yeah. No. I remember yeah. one time I, I remember one time I went and got, I think I needed like a new tire or something. So I went to this place and I was like, how much are you going to charge me for two tires? He's going to be like, like 500 something bucks. I was like, Oh God, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? So this I was is like, a Bugatti. Yeah. I was like, but I need, I need an alignment as well. And He's like, well, I can do that. And I was like, well, this place has cheaper tires, so I think I'm going to get my tires from there. I'm sorry. And he was like, yeah. yeah, if you need your alignment done, come on back. I was like, all right. So I went and got my tires and came back, and he was like, oh, the machine's down. And I was like, well, it was working like five minutes Dude. ago when I left, so fuck you, what buddy. What in God's name, yeah. you son of a bitch. Dude, you I was like, oh, son of a bitch. oh. Yeah, the, when I uh, was buying my new car, the guy, the guy was like, Oh yeah, brakes are pretty good, and uh, those tires got like forty percent left on them. And I, I could see, I was like, "No, they don't. yeah, absolutely no, they not, fucking do not." And uh, I was driving it around, and I can hear this, I can hear the squealer tabs on the brakes. I was yeah, like, all right, so I need awesome. new brakes. And then I bought some, I bought a tire gauge and some other stuff, a code reader. I bought a tire gauge. I did the depth thing, and it was like, "Yeah, you need to replace those immediately." I was like, "Okay." God damn it! So I, uh, awesome. I've, uh, so I get to spend like like thirteen hundred dollars on tires in, I in love a week. It. Dude, I hate car shit. I hate car I shit hate it. so I much. It. I feel so helpless with <laughs> car stuff, dude. The well, it was. I felt like a king because my check engine light came on, and it was funny because I was. It was. It was so crazy. I was thinking about when I, I was driving my car, and I was thinking about one. My favorite thing about owning 
Holly, rest in peace, was that she never threw a check engine light the entire time I owned it. And literally, as I was thinking it, <laughs> one popped up on my toilet. And I was like, God damn no it. No way. I bet Holly's so check engine a- light was just broken. It just didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> that's possible. <laughs> that's my favorite thing about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. You know what? I, I respect I'm just, that. Like, smashing it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, so I actually did the digital equivalent of it. I bought a code reader. I saw, I checked to see what it was. It was like your emissions are leaking. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> clear that shit out of there. I was like, fixed. Yeah. <laughs> Fix my car. So no more check engine light. Let's go. Hell yeah, dude. I'm like, I- I'm. I'm dude my dad was like proud of me to have bought a code reader he was really like, wow mr do it yeah mr mr handyman <laughs> like, over here yeah, yeah. i'm a man that's how i feel when i like put air in my tires i'm like you're goddamn right i'm a man <laughs> <laughs> just a single yeah mom. yeah exactly like i have i know how to change the oil in my car i know how to change my brakes i can't exactly do it in a fucking apartment complex parking lot so like Every time I'm like, yeah, I need my oil to change, and I'm pretty sure when Dude, I'm there, it is not worth it to do your own. Yeah, I'm good. It's I don't, not. I don't want to. You literally, I'm talking about saving like five to ten bucks. Yeah, and then you have to dispose of the oil. Yeah, so. which I'm just gonna throw that shit into a reservoir. Like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, you ever seen those old like 1950s instructions on how to get rid of motor yeah, oil? It's yeah. like dig a hole put and some fill rocks in it rocks yeah pour, pour it yeah pour it. oil straight like, into the ground dude. The rocks? Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna filter it don't worry <laughs> thanks bud uh yeah I, I started watching so yeah you should just get your oil changed by someone yeah. else it's, it's completely not worth it for especially real. now like newer cars are it's designed so hard. for you to go fuck yourself yeah so and not hard do anything yeah fuck that such a fucking pain in the ass um i started watching them Oh, that's the okay. I thought yeah. you were gonna say more words. No, uh, I figured as much. That's why I didn't say anything. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, is that the one? No, that's not the one that Donald Glover's doing. No, is it? I don't think so. Oh, okay. What am I thinking of? I don't know. Swarm, swarm. Oh, swarm. Never, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I okay, did I didn't watch that one, but yeah, I never did see that one. Is really good. Really, it good. is. It's on Amazon Prime. It's about a uh, a black family in the fifties moving to East Compton, where when it was you know heavily nice. fucking white people, um, and just the turmoils of them being you know existing as a person of color in uh, a racist area, which was like all of America, it's- most of America. But uh, there's also some spooky, spooky paranormal aspects to it that are really good. Well, I'm really sure good. Oh my god, it's like. You were telling me about it. And I was like, "How's it spooky, though?" Yeah, so, yeah. Nah. So there, there's <laughs> there, 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 the there was like some some parts that I was like, "Oh, oh, geez." Um, it it gets yeah. They were they did the horror the horror aspect really good, and like the dad the dad of the the black family they were they're called the em, the Emrys. Uh, the dad of the Emrys was is like a war veteran, and so he goes through like PTSD flashbacks and stuff like that, and like. Um, and the main antagonist is this bitch. She's fucking Kim from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the drummer. Uh, she plays a super racist oh. housewife. 
awesome <clears throat> super racist like it'd be so awful to be dude, that as an actor i know so, yeah so i'm like reading the script I'm like, oh yeah that? really so like, like on a video and like in her i gotta, I gotta rehearse in this? the show her husband she's super racist and like adamant about getting the new black family out and her husband's just like He's like, yeah, I agree, babe, because he kind of just wants her to shut the fuck up. But he's like, I don't really care. Like, they're just existing. And there's a scene where uh, Mr. Emery buys a new TV, so he's putting up a saddle or, like, an antenna. And uh, one of the neighborhood kids pissed on their dry their sheets that were hanging out to dry and emory miss emory chased him with the switch uh because he had a, he, she took the stick out of this kid's hand chased him down the street whatever and the three three white dads show up and they're like you're you know your wife put her hands on my boy and all this other stuff and mr emory's like how about you he's like you they're like you come down here and answer for that and em- emory's like why don't you come up here because i don't feel like coming down there and they're like well, Wait. you know, we might, yeah, <laughs> we might. And he was like, he was like, well, the outcome's going to be the same. It's just going to take you a little longer to hit the ground when you come up here. Um, and, but he's like shaking while talking to them and like holding a hammer. And I was like, damn, I really want to see all three of these white dudes get their fucking brains bashed in. Yeah. But uh, yeah, oh, it's really good. My rec- I was going to say this season of uh, Solar Offices has been like incredible. Really? It's been so good. This is its first season off of Justin Roiland. Yeah, yeah, I remember you saying that. Because he's a creep. He didn't um, technically maybe didn't domestically violence his wife. Uh, he still texted those teens, so he's disgusting. Yeah. Creep. So we still got that one on him. Doesn't matter that he get, was cleared of any charges. Yeah. What do you think they're going to uh, do with Rick and Morty? I I mean, change the voice. Just like they did. Yeah, change the voice. Isn't he like 90% of the voices in that show? He has a few of them. Yeah. So here's here's the thing. Uh, his Rick's voice. I feel like they're gonna find someone who sounds like Rick. Yeah. I really don't think. I think Rick's voice is way too iconic to lose. Yeah. I, yeah. But all of the secondary characters that he played were they just sounded like him. Like, well, fuck it. Whatever. Rick they and sound Morty. Like Rick and Morty both need to find people who sound like them because both their voices are iconic but every yeah yeah yeah. but every other like you said character just it's he just sounds like morty like a higher pitch version of morty and i remember watching a documentary about rick not a documentary but like a clip came up on my for you page that was like talking (laughs) about totally different (laughs) yeah yeah, very different uh but it was like a behind like i was reading a novel (laughs) (laughs) um a clip came up from like a behind the scenes of rick and morty and like it's like the drunk scenes with rick justin really would get actually super fucked up to record those and apparently he was like a huge shit while you're doing that i was like one that's not a even if you weren't a dickhead while you were doing that that's not a sustainable sustainable business model it's like uh I, I can't remember what the movie was. It was, and I can't, even, maybe I'm even wrong about the actors. I think it was Michael Caine was working with this younger guy in a movie. And the younger guy for the scene, he's like, uh, I, I've been up for three days to get ready for this. And Michael Caine's like, why don't what? you just act? Yeah. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> Do your job. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, what? What's all we're here for? <laughs> like, that's, yeah. Uh, I think that's really funny. You don't need, like, you getting drunk every time. Yeah, like, the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, method actors crack me up. There are some that I'm like, okay, I get it. You really got to get into that role. Like, you know, I Dude, guess the, Heath Ledger. I like, watched the other two. I really wish you'd watch the other two. The other two. Remember, that was the one we, that we told you about. The 
the brother and sister of the Bieber. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I need yeah. to, I need to continue watching. Cause, it, yes, because the there's this method actor that comes in in season three that is so fucking funny. Really? It's, yeah, it's, it's great. I guess I, uh, I just like. Did we talk so about? Oh, shit! I have to watch. No, we we did talk about Righteous Gemstones. Yeah, we did. Uh, on it. Yeah. What? Yeah, on right? air. Yeah. Oh, finishing it. Okay. Okay. Um. Then, then what we didn't talk about the most recent episode of what we do in the shadows, the roast. Yes, yes, very good. Thank oh yeah, you. yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew it was gonna be some fucking stupid bullshit that and he was yeah, thinking about. Yeah, I wasn't worried at all. Yeah, about and I was it, like, no. there's no way, there's no fucking way he's gonna like actually. Uh, and just, to, and it was really funny too, like to just be. Oh, I was just thinking about yeah, organize uh, alpha- my books, alphabetize <laughs> my books. Yeah, I like that the Baron got more screen time because I think the Baron is fucking hilarious. I'm surprised they roasted him again. Dude. Yeah, that, that guy hated yeah. the roasted Baron. Uh-huh. He hated doing that. I was like, oh, I was. I, even I can like, imagine, bro. Like, I wonder how how long he sat. He long, has to sit in makeup. Long. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, it's like Jim Carrey game, playing the Grinch, and they hired that fucking uh, dude that teaches like CIA agents how to, you know, basically endure torture. They hired that guy to coach Jim Carrey through being in the Grinch <laughs> makeup. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, and and then they're like, okay, Jim Carrey, now be funny. Yeah, be yeah. Funny. He he was like, yeah, I think uh, he was like, he told me I just always have to be doing something, and he was like, so I'd be sitting there in the in the uh, the chair that they gave me with. Uh, he was like, I constantly smoke cigarettes because I was something to do. It was physical. I took my mind off. He said being in the Grinch makeup was like being buried alive, and he was like, so I constantly. He was like, I had a cigarette holder because I couldn't get the cigarette close to the yak hair that was on the Grinch costumes, or or it would go up and flames i was like god damn that sounds like an awful fucking time um the but on this uh what we do in the shadows episode the one thing i am really tired of is the nandor and guillermo secret thing i'm just like can we just be done with this that he's a vampire yeah i'm like please Please end this. Well, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to, I predict the the last episode is going to be Nandor finding out that Guillermo has been bitten. (laughs) I mean, and it makes, I think it is weaker on the show because they're like, Nandor's going to kill you. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not going to do There has never Mm -hmm. been, there has never been any indication that Nandor would ever do such a thing. I Uh, mean, and and also... Nandor kills everybody. Yeah, so and and also, <laughs> do you really think that any of the vampires in that house could kill Guillermo? Oh yeah, no, no definitely absolutely not. not. Def- no, definitely Guillermo's not. murdered countless vampires. He, like it's not. Yeah, there's no way. Um, yeah, uh, the I did like um, the fucking uh, they the giving Guillermo all the, his gross little frog whatever. Yeah. To yeah. The <laughs> so fucking funny i still think there are there are some things about this season where i'm like yeah you know it's funny but like i'm like eh, not my favorite thing they're doing but still all in all i give the season an a plus uh i mean yeah like can't go wrong you know it's like are you leaving Hi. okay bye uh gay gay as hell boy (laughs) just kidding sorry (laughs) kissing on the mouth yeah kissing on the mouth um the what was I talking about? I got distracted. Oh, when I really love when they were trying to uh, get him out of the uh, 
his distraction, getting Andor or Laszlo out of his distraction, and, and he's like, "I found this big uh, box of ships and pornography." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny. I think, I, like I said, yeah, I'm excited to see how this season ends. Oh yeah, I was gonna say, you know, on average, this season's or this show cruises around an eight and a half, a nine point scale you know, I agree. 10 scale i agree and this is you know at worst this is like an 8.0 of a season like yeah. that ain't bad not not bad, at, bad all. at all i mean yeah. you can't have you can't have just banger 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 season after one after another at some point yeah. in time statistically speaking you're gonna have you know an all right season or an okay season and that's fine you deserve that yeah. because all the seasons prior to this were fucking a plus I mean, plus plus yeah. I, I have really I, I'm surprised that you're not really fucking with this one. I don't know, man. There's bad. something about it. I just haven't laughed as much as I did the last seasons. I wish I I I liked the last episode. I didn't really I thought the whole plot was super contrived. Yeah. I was like the roast the roast, I was like it's yeah. so weird. Um, like they're kind of just jamming all of their storylines together yeah, right now. It, yeah. You know? and I, I don't know, man. I like I wish I don't know. I just, like I said, haven't laughed as much as I did the last season or the seasons prior. Maybe you just don't have as much laughing in your heart. Right That's now. also true. Life is pretty fucked right now. So, uh, yeah, but taking a poo-poo yeah, in your face, right a now. giant shit. Um, so, I do know. I'm just telling myself it's uh, temporary, and uh, it's always worked out. So it will work out for me again, as it always has. That is. Tried and true testament yep. to any white man. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, also nah, true. It'll probably be all right. Yeah, it'll you, probably you can be usually okay. as a white guy be like, nah, I'll be all right. Yeah. You know? and uh, that's, that's that's just true. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate it's like that. But I mean, like I said, I've just kind of vibed. It's unfortunate for everybody else. For everybody else. For yeah, it's great awesome. for, you know, generic white men. But uh, I don't know. I've uh, been just dealing with work stuff and fucking everything else and not having time to do really there are things that i really want to do and want to get started but i can't because i just don't have the time to do them like every day every day for the past week it's been like i've come home and i've just been like i don't feel like i got anything accomplished at all so um i mean you're making you know you're making your twitch progress you're making instagram progress the podcast is blowing up right now which is cool which you know. is very cool. Yeah, and, and thanks, maybe, everybody. Oh, yeah, we got... Oh, oh, I wanted to tell you. we got a new, So we got a new message from somebody. I won't say their name because they didn't tell us to. Okay. But they did tell us the their... I don't think they want us to steal their idea. This oh. was the idea that they had talked about with their Too bad. fiance. With their fiance about getting matching tattoos. But they wanted to get... One of them was going to get Beavis. The other would get Butthead sitting on half of the couch so you could bring them together. Nice. That's a good idea. On the couch together. That's a really good idea. I don't idea. really care about Beavis the Butthead nearly enough to get that tattoo. I love uh, Beavis and Butthead. But I like the I, idea. And I would get that tattoo, but we got to find something that's, uh, you know, uh, pertinent to both of our lives. I just don't know. Like, getting a podcast tattoo would be hard because what uh, you're gonna get a goose and i just get my face tattooed on me that i, mean, I was little... just gonna get a goose tattoo anyway you know yeah yeah that's everybody fair always at yeah, yeah. So it, was, <laughs> it was i was gonna get one uh yeah i like that now i don't fucking know because all my disaster yeah <laughs> yeah i feel that i have my my chest scheduled for this week what were you gonna oh, say? i'm sorry I this like month about my about the goose name you were gonna say something I was going to say it's funny that um, 
I was going to say, it's funny that both the Top Gun movies just equal your name and nickname, but the first one's not yeah. called Goose. So I'm like, eh, yeah. okay. But it's still kind of... That'd be cool, yeah, though. That would be sick, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Da Vinci Code mystery. Someone trying to figure out your actual identity, dog. <laughs> just a lot more Tom uh, Cruise. Um, uh yeah, I do love me some Tom Cruise. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, they said they listen a lot. I was th- thought that was – I appreciated them uh, messaging us. We get a lot of messages and comments now of people that are definitely like listening to the podcast. Which is super which is cash crazy. money. Yeah, which is yeah. super chill. I'm glad. We, uh, we like having you guys around, so don't go anywhere or I'll fucking cry. I'll kill myself. <laughs> yeah, I will quite literally kill myself on air and change the trajectory of your life. I will this write is your fault. Yeah, I'll I will read everybody inst- every Insta follower's name. Yeah, I will write a, an AI. I will have AI write me a code that will automatically post the episode after my heartbeat stops. So uh, to make sure it gets oh, out dude. to the masses. I just saw this fucking like someone had one of those live. Garmin watches that publishes their runs on Facebook automatically, which I was like, that would piss me off. Fuck you. Most annoying thing I've ever heard. I will unfriend the shit out of you. They were running a marathon and they fucking died and just posted it on Facebook. But it posted their like heart going. That's crazy, dude. I was like, holy shit. That's that's rough. Like imagine uh, seeing that post on your profile on your fucking feed and you're like, what's Oh, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, what's there, happening you know? there? I wonder. I, it's one of those things too, where like only the people who are like consistently seeing them on their feed would understand what that means. And someone who's just like they they show up on their feed once or twice. So like, what is this? What am I looking at right now? Not knowing that you're you just watch somebody die. Like you just watch for sure die. die. That is such a weird death of our time like there's no you know what i mean the way it's, it got, go, it's like, gonna be and it, it's gonna be more prevalent the more we advance and take like i i would i would go as yeah. far as to bet that sometime in the future there's gonna be like uh, i don't know where it would fit an insurance clause or like a company that specializes in people dying on the way to their destination with self-driving cars like showing, oh, yeah. showing up and yeah. just being a dead body in the car, or like every once we get to cell phones being gone and we just we just wear watches and and then it just you just get like an alert and then be like oh I think somebody just died yeah like yeah just, yeah the watch just tells them like, tells oh, okay. yeah all right yeah they, they just died I wonder I want uh, I've always wondered how technology is going to advance like that like dude speaking of technology advancing that's perfect uh, so what did my buddy send me. He sent me an article as I was reading another one. He was, oh, he sent me an article about the FBI disrupting, I'll read the headline. FBI disrupts cybercrime operation by wiping malicious program from hundreds of thousands of computers. So they use this bot or this program to make botnets out of people's computers without them knowing it. He sent me that article. Well, I was reading an article about the Department of Defense announcing that it was going to make 2,000 drones a year for the next two years that are going to be for our F-35 program. And the point of the drone is these are the planes are going to fly around and then they're going to have drones fly right next to them and they're going to have fucking weapons on them and all that shit. And they could even midair refuel off of those things. No shit. And they're going to fly around with like up to like five of them. And I was like crazy town, dude. Holy holy fuck. 
so I was like, my buddy sent me that as I was reading the other, and I'm like, I we're in the future. I'm it's doing a, it. it's a, yeah. I live in the future now. We're in a. I think we're also in a time where it's like so new that any like one advancement could just fuck us over real hard. Oh, that's real true. hard. One advancement. I mean, like real AI. Like a lot of scientists are like making it the way we're making it is a disaster. Yeah, like, it it should be made like in a bunker uh, not connected to anything yeah, you know what i mean uh, but obviously it's gonna be some jerk off google engineer who does yeah, it on accident yeah, it doesn't give a fuck to the internet and then it just like is gone because that's I mean? how like majority of like not majority but that's how like the some of the biggest internet viruses or whatever came to be which is some guy was like you know like the morris worm and shit which is like i'm gonna make yeah. this and i don't have any malicious intent but let's see what it does and it just bricks fucking tons I mean, of computers and and uh, like a real AI, you know, true AI yeah. is going to be, it's instantly going to know that it needs to hide itself. Yeah. And it's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be a nightmare. So, I like, just, that's, and you know what else? Okay. So, I was just watching this YouTube video that it's funny you say that because I was watching this YouTube video about like the worst year ever. And it, it reminded me again that everything we do all the time, we just piddle around, whatever, is solely dependent on a volcano, not just erupting yeah, and ruining everything. I, it's crazy. I think about that. I think about that from time to time where I'm like... The year 536 was the video, and I think Weird History did it maybe. Sounds and right. it was like... It was a dude. I love weird history. Yeah. Oh, me too. One of the one of the best fucking announcers at the on any YouTube channel. A hundred percent. Aren't guy. they? Aren't aren't they? Who runs that channel? Aren't they Rank, like a ranker? Ranker? Yeah yeah, ranker. yeah. 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 Uh, they yeah. they really knocked it out of the love. Park. It. We watch. We used to watch tons well, of weird on, history. But, so yeah, and, and on that video, the volcano goes off. You know, it causes like darkness across the whole planet for a year and it causes an ice age for like a decade and, you know, massive famines all over the world. And I was like, that could just happen. That could just happen, dude. Uh, It would be just as terrible if that happened. Oftentimes I find myself thinking about like, you know, so AI and volcanoes, they're just always always around the corner to kill us. Uh, I think about like how trivial you know obviously my problems are significant to me because they're my problems but i'll think about how trivial they are in pair in comparison to like something like that happening like i could wake up one day and like someone could fucking slam into me as i'm going to work and just alter the trajectory of my life and i yeah it's enough to make you be like, I don't want to go outside and do much anymore. Um, I just, you know, the to get a, you get like a BBC alert, right? And it's going to be like huge fucking volcano going off. And like you and I at this point, we'd be like, oh, that's, that's bad. Real bad. Yeah, it's like, not that's good. That's really yeah. bad, you know? Like, who, it's just. We just were hoping that can, doesn't happen. Can There's, you think we of can the, do nothing to stop it. Think nothing of the fucking memes that would come out of a super volcano <laughs> erupting. <laughs> oh my god! Like if it saw, caused like a real winter, you yeah, know, like for dude, a whole year yeah. Or something. Spiciest memes. Be so I, good. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder how the world would stack up to like an actual ice age it'd be a disaster oh it would yeah no everybody would be fucked but like i think like billions yeah i think i think the human race would carry on but like it would be like in the three body problem where she's like yeah there's four billion of you here about a hundred thousand of you are going to be surviving this uh yeah i I think you know 
Mm, oh, I, I keep forgetting that we're at eight billion now. It took me a while to remember that we were at seven, but That's now we're at crazy. eight billion. That's a lot uh, of people. It was at six. That's what I started at. Dude, <laughs> I at, at some point, bro, like we're gonna have to leave. Like we're gonna have to. <laughs> no, we have to. No, nah, that's not true. We're, it's always if you look at all the long term birth trends, the population we're probably coming close to the peak. It's always gonna drop everywhere. I mean, China, Japan, Korea, the U.S., like all those countries. Those are some of the most populous in the world, and yeah. they are all have declining birth rates. Once India does that. That's we'll true. Be all right. Yeah. We'll be all right. Uh, I mean, until like, I don't know. That's, fucking... that's an ancient Malthusian early turn of the century fear. I would, like, we're well, making too many people. Oh, it's not even so much about like too many people. I'm just like, you know, unless we've, what are we going to do about resources? Like, unless. Oh, I mean, yeah. On a, on a geological time scale, yeah, we're going to have to Yeah, leave, we're going to have to leave. Yeah, it's not so much yeah. about people because like you can just murder. Uh, sorry. You can just, a bunch of people can just die off and, you know, we're good. Yeah. Not that we'll I'm saying fine. that should happen, but like what we would be fine. That would, that would help that. Yeah. But as far as resources go, like at some point, you know, we can't, we're going to have to do something gonna, else. Yeah. We're going to use it all. Like it's, it's maybe we'll, I mean, who knows? Maybe like asteroid mining that that'll be a bit, that would be like cool. once that's actually feasible for us, uh, that, that, that keeps us in the solar system for a while. Yeah, you that's know? true. Oh man. Sure. Can you imagine fucking, I would imagine it'd be done with like AI and drones or something, but being an asteroid miner, let me lasso that asteroid over here. Uh, <laughs> I've got, <laughs> I've got my swinging the space pickaxe, <laughs> my prospector hat, and my spacesuit, <laughs> like panning for gold in an asteroid. I'm sure it's exactly the same process. <laughs> That'd be incredible. I would sign up for that job immediately. And immediately. Then, yeah, but, like, right. like an 80% lethality rate. Let's go, dude. In. Yeah. <laughs> there ain't been gold in these asteroids in 24 years. <laughs> I would love to uh, mine asteroids, dude. Updates going on in your life or any uh, significant pop events worth discussing? Updates in my life, not necessarily any that I can talk about publicly. Uh, yeah. But. Uh, I think I've just been again just haven't had time to do fuck all, so I'm like nothing cool's happening because I don't fucking have time to be cool. You know what I'm saying? Because you're only as cool uh, as yeah. the stuff you do. You're not. There's no such thing as just a regularly like naturally cool person. You gotta put out a fake facade online so people Speaking think which, you're cool. Speaking of which, I, I wanted to get your input on this. Should I go to a Chevelle? three days grace concert interesting question now why have you brought this question to me well not, not why have you brought it to me but like why is this a question because not a lot of good music comes into town at all okay just at all and that concert and, proves that. and it's coming, <laughs> it's coming it's coming to bethlehem which is close it'll only be like a 15 20 minute drive um and i actually like chevelle so sorry i respect that uh, I like Chevelle. Yeah. I, I'm kind of surprised that you don't. Do you I not? didn't say I didn't. I just. Oh, I thought you Yeah, didn't. no. Uh -uh. I, I don't. Chevelle's I, good. I don't you like listen to them. Three Days Grace. Yeah. I, I don't listen to them regularly, but I don't. I like them. I used to uh, listen to Three Days Grace a lot as a kid because obviously. As a but kid. Yeah, as a kid. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, yeah. Everything. <laughs> it's so childish. <laughs> I, I uh, actually listened 
because I was thinking about it. So I listened to this, you know, Spotify, whatever top three days, great songs. And I was like, Oh, well, I don't like them as yeah. much as I, remember. I, I stand by the fact that like growing up is realizing They're like that, the disturbed of the Nickelback. Yeah. You know what yeah. I, mean? <laughs> I, I stand by my statement that growing up is realizing the lead singer of event sevenfold can't sing very well. Oh uh, yeah. Like I listened to them as an adult once and I was like, I Good saw them live. God. I saw them. Really? I, and yeah, I'm sure they're good dudes, and I'll still listen to like a little piece of heaven once in a while. But like, as of like someone who I I consider myself very in tune with, like you know, music. I like music a lot. I listen to music 98 percent of the time. Oh, is this picture recent? They what? look. I, I was gonna say that they look like a Harley Davidson, and then one of the dudes was wearing a Harley. Oh, Davidson of course, dude, because that's like that's the early. Uh, that's the early. 2000s mid 2000s like i'm a bad boy look like we really I, thought these guys were so cool send me that then, put that dude. picture in discord so i can look at it and revel in this you know i modeled uh, for harley davidson the, once you modeled for harley davidson yeah no you didn't tell me <laughs> yeah when i was in el paso i was like fucking around on craigslist and i saw this ad that was like oh uh models needed for a harley davidson dealership and i was like fuck it i'll apply they were like send us a picture of your face and i did and they were like come on in uh and i modeled oh. shirts and stuff like that i wonder i wonder if my picture is still somewhere on the website there gotta be somewhere i bet there's dudes jerking off to yeah. <laughs> i mean you wouldn't even like if you if you put my picture oh, yeah, today it look anything side by you, side yeah. to that one like i had like a couple tattoos my hair was short i was you know a bit thicker and uh yeah i just you can't you wouldn't look how know. cool they look in that picture dude. yeah dude the aviator sunglasses are always a look the, uh, they're like undersized yeah, yeah. Such a bad look. and it, the dude to the right just uh tragic yeah That's does tra- not that haircut look, should go to jail why do you he looks like he has the biggest collar on a shirt i've ever seen it, that it's, thing yeah. that, that thing could take flight at any moment bro uh, <laughs> he like pops his collar. He looks like a vampire. Dude, yeah, I would say count. pops his collar. Yeah. He's got like a face shield. It looked, but that that's like, dude, back in the day, that was the look. You saw dudes like like the guy lead singer Tokyo Hotel looking at that dude back in the day. Oh man, make you what have. Do you, think? you think I should go to the concert? Yeah, why not? I mean, because Reagan won't go with me. She refused. Obviously. I was was like, it's a stretch. Yeah. I I was like, sure, you don't like Three Days Grace. Me neither. But, you know, you see him. It's it's like, would you not go to a Nickelback concert? I would. That's different. It's Nickelback. And I was like, all right. You're right. Fair fair enough. I would absolutely (laughs) go to a Nickelback concert. I would go to a Nickelback concert. No questions asked. I bet that would be such a good time, dude. Hell yeah, it would. It would be a good crowd. I would get rowdy. yeah it'd get rowdy but not too crazy you know well that's the thing with you know three days grace fans um three days grace. i was gonna ask you i was like what do you what do you think what am i gonna be seeing there i that's part of why i want to go i want to see who goes to you're gonna see a lot of tap out shirts a lot of buckle buckle jeans tap out shirts shirts, buckle jeans and dude tap out shirts and bucket hats and this day and age like kind of freak me out i'm like oh god you're like really out of you've got some issues yeah (laughs) and i would like i you know i haven't listened to three days grace in a long time i don't know know exactly what decade yeah a poor adult Uh, (laughs) and i don't know any of their new music but i'm like i feel like three days grace is for people who listen to them growing up and are like oh it's nostalgic i might as well go see him or dudes growing up 
who were super into them and then never grew out of that like mantra of like I punch That's holes scary. in my wall because fucking you know, I got so many feelings. I've always been afraid that the Suicide Boys will be like that. Like, man, the the fans of the Suicide Boys in ten years are gonna be like the worst people. They might, you know? they might, they might be. And, they and, might. and I hate, I love the boys. Yeah, I love, love the boys. I hate the like the the uh, stereotype of people who listen to Suicide Boys, like SoundCloud rapper looking people. Uh, yeah, because they're kind of the worst. But I love the Suicide yeah. Boys so much. I was at Quick Trip the other day, and uh, I was sitting there in the parking lot getting ready to go inside, and I saw this SUV pull up, and all of these kids, like honestly, could tell you, top, could not tell you how old they were. Yeah, sixteen year old vaping. One had like a face tattoo, and like they like were like, like what? Yeah, sagging <laughs> their pants, like sagging their pants super low, and like just uh fucking you know really <sighs> shitty tattoos on their arms and stuff like that, and they were like talking to each other and like just talking so loud yeah (laughs) just throwing it up and everything and then their mom gets out of the driver's seat and i'm like man you guys are you guys look like fucking assholes like i get it you're not old you're probably old enough to drive and no one's you know people aren't privileged enough to have a car when they can drive but like this is not a good look for you not a good look for you there's like six of them and they had their little girlfriends with them and i was like man you're gonna look back on this relationship in like six years and be like that is i can't believe i did that I yeah, for real. My one thing I didn't think about. Oh man, I, I like I like. Uh, do you do you know Chevelle albums? Do you like know them? Uh, I'll have to look at them. Hold on. Uh, it's been a while. I know them. Um, naturally, and I really like you know kind of their 2004 to 2009 run of of albums. Okay, and I'm like, well, if I go to a concert, are they going to play their? They I didn't know this. They released an album in 2021. I didn't listen to that. Yeah, absolutely I don't even. I don't. I don't really care. At if all. you if you think that this it band number one, it, 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 wow, number one rock rock situation in the U.S. got to be pretty disaster pretty abysmal oh oh wait it says it's a concept album with instrumental and spoken word tracks they can't be performing yeah no 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 no. that's they're not law dispute like no way (laughs) (laughs) which is another Uh, band i love floyd yeah yeah so yeah if you're a band like chevelle from that day and age you gotta be playing you gotta be playing the old hits yeah you absolutely you won't survive if you don't so I, I think I'm gonna go. I think Do I'm it, go. yeah. You deserve. I mean, and it's it's if I anything. Just, I don't like going to concerts by myself. I don't even know if I've ever like actually done that. That's fair. Yeah. It, and if anything, it's peak people watching. It's people watching. You know, I'll get stoned. Maybe I'll sneak some weed in and find someone yeah. who wants to hang out because I'm smoking it. You know what I mean? You might as well. And I know everybody there probably smokes weed, bro. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I do think I, I want to see the crowd. I that's like a biggest thing to me. I want to see the crowd. I I I love that shit. It's my it was my favorite thing about working in concerts. Yeah, seeing how dude. how bands create this uh, a room full of the same people is so fucking fascinating, dude. It worked every time. That was my know? favorite thing about like working that poppy show was like seeing it was like. 10 percent oh, the worst it was 10 dude yeah it was like 10 percent <laughs> kids who knew poppy from youtube and liked her music and then like 90 percent old older yeah. dudes who were just like wearing my little pony shirts which is nothing wrong if you're a brony but they were not the right kind uh 
It was. Or then there was that kid that handed her that guy the, there was a trio of dudes they were in the uh they were in the uh fucking meet and greet line which was hilarious because there wasn't actually a meet and greet it was it was, it was cool though it was very and cool technically she they, was a part of yeah, it yeah she was a part of it act, actively it, if you if you haven't heard the story it was a virtual reality setup where they would put on virtual reality goggles and like go into a world they created for poppy and poppy yeah it was really cool interesting yeah Yeah. and uh to do it did you do it yeah 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 yeah, okay and uh like she was in it and she could talk to them but they weren't like face to face which after you had to like find her yeah you had to find her there was like you were there was a bunch of objects in front of you that you could pick up and interact with. They did different things. You had to figure out where she was, and then when you showed up, she would talk to you. Yeah, and so whenever uh, uh, which- I remember saying to the to the um, tour manager, I was like, "This is fucking genius yeah. that she doesn't have to be near any of these." Absolutely. Yeah, he was like exactly because yeah. <laughs> um, uh, like, yeah. I, and after seeing the people that showed up for it, I was like, yeah, this is probably a great idea. Um, and there was like a, a group of four Poppy dudes edge of the fucking future. I still I still don't think society is caught up to her. No, I think she's like 10 years ahead. And her her new music's really good. She puts out really good music. Um but uh, there was, like, a group of four dudes in these neon suits, and they had these, like, velvet roses that they handed to her on stage, and then she left them in the, like, utility closet next to the stage. Uh, but I get, you know, I, she has to be super careful with people, like, meeting people face-to-face. Like, when she left, I, like, their security guy came and grabbed me and was like, We've had yeah. a, we had an issue with stalker, so I need you to escort her to the bus. And I was like he was like he was like it's gonna be you it's gonna be poppy's like right hand and then poppy and she's wearing like this jedi robe with her face covered and uh he was i was like well i'll go check the alleyway see if there's anyone back there and i was secretly like come on someone be in this fucking alleyway so i can lay the hurt on him yeah yeah uh but there wasn't so yeah i escorted escorted her to her bus. she was really nice she was cool she came up to me before the show and was like is there another bathroom around here i can use and i was like you can Whatever bathroom you need, you're you're the like, artist. Don't, don't, yeah, you, don't use the you know, yeah but that too. But this was pre, uh, obviously pre, uh, you know, reconstruction. Uh, yeah, renovation is the word I'm looking for. Um, but yeah, yeah, Poppy I think slaps. I'm gonna do it. I think a Chevelle, a Chevelle concert would be just weird as hell. Do you it, you know? I, yeah, I think it'll be fun. I I also don't know it. Uh, I, so like, I don't tell people that I like like chevelle someone asked what kind of music i listen to it's not gonna be it's not chevelle the top 30 yeah i say but uh so i don't know what the fuck their fans look like me neither are they emo were they emo kids were they you know avenged sevenfold kids yeah you know a hundred percent a hundred especially if they're touring with three days grace yeah that's that that is who you're going to see there avenged sevenfold kids or like I would imagine there'd be some younger kids there who like are just now listening to them because like that's uh, most kids who get into like rock music growing up 
Three Days Grace, at least for our generations, was the segue into that. Nowadays, like I'll have I'll have kids come up to me in public and they're like, "Oh, I like your jacket and your hair and all this other stuff," and they'll start naming off all the hardcore bands they listen to, and it's like Five Flavor Fruit Punch and fucking like Five Finger yeah, Death Punch. Yeah, no yeah. shit. Oh, oh yeah, my God. I had I had a uh, a couple. You're like, wait, how old are you? <laughs> I had a couple in. Tulsa one time years ago stopped me and they were like 16 and they were like yeah we're super into five finger death punch and blah 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 and I like to I, I had to be like took everything in me to not be like yeah they suck they're not good they there are much suck. better bands and I respect <laughs> five finger death punch because uh, from what it seems they're really good dudes but I just don't like their music anymore it's just it's very not my shit oh, uh, but no. I I, w- I didn't want to tell these kids because they were like you know, kind of admiring my outfit and my hair and everything. I didn't want to just be like, yeah, your favorite band sucks, dog. But I was like, you should listen to these bands that are like actually, you know, considered hardcore um, and not butt bro metal like Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah, I, dude, bro metal, uh, yeah, it just, no. I need a full documentary and study of bro metal listeners to see if why they all look like that. I mean, yeah, that's why I'm going to go. I want to see. Uh, I want to fucking, I want to know. Oh, shit. Sticks is performing tonight, right right now. In really? You see what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's, dude. Okay, listen, listen here. In Allentown, this is, this is the next, this is it listed right now. Uh, Sticks, Audio Speedwagon. Nice. That's today. Keith Urban. Nice. <laughs> that's, that's um, both at the fairgrounds. And then uh, Nelly. Hell yeah. Kind of cool. Uh, I don't, to be honest, a Nelly concert out here would be kind of crazy. Yeah, I don't know pop if I would off, go dude. to one. <laughs> pop be a, off. That'd be a hot concert. Uh, and then Young Gravy. Nice. And uh, let's see. Oh, I didn't see this. Asking Alexandria and The Who. No shit. That's a. The who? Oh. Asking Alexandria and The Who? Yeah. Do you know the Who? Yeah, the Mongolian band. Oh no 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 no! Yes. That's not what I thought you were saying. I thought yes. you were saying the Who, and I was like, not the Who. Yeah, like, you're like also what? super weird. Yeah, combo. that's exactly why I was surprised. Okay, now that makes sense. Um, and then so you know, it's like a lot of white people stuff. Yeah, mostly a lot of white people music. There's another one. Yeah. But a Cody Johnson isn't Kojo? Is he a wife beater? Cody Johnson, Cody Johnson, American singer songwriter Cody Johnson. I don't know. Uh, no, I'm thinking of somebody else. I'm thinking of somebody else. My okay. bad. Yeah. Yeah. My bad, guy. Cody Johnson. Did you do something? Yeah. No. But Cody Johnson, did you do something that's not? Did you cool? do something? Cody Johnson front controversy. That's what I. Yeah. Got. It's just. Oh, dude, the gin blossoms? Like, come on, you know? Yeah. Fucking A. Yeah, I don't want to go to a gin blossoms concert. That seems abysmal. Yeah. That's one thing I so, liked about Lawrence is we got decent Although decent it's been shows. kind of... Seems like oh, it's been It's been bad. Quiet, yeah, it's been very yeah. bad. Like, they haven't booked a fucking uh, show at the G for, like, two months. I think the next one is in October. Yeah, it's because the owner has uh, got some beef with some people. Yeah, that's true. That is a very true. I can't believe fucking Young Gravy's still touring, dude. What are you talking about? He's huge. Well, he's, you know, he's, I don't want to say. Still? He's not Post Malone huge, but he's pretty big, yeah. And Post Malone's not even that huge anymore. What are you he's talking about? Big. Yeah, he is. 
his last album did was just it didn't do that big a deal. It wasn't. He's like definitely like falling off. I like Post Malone. Yeah, but, you know he in terms of popularity, he's not anywhere near where he was. Like yeah, Stony era I wouldn't consider him falling off, but I think I th- you know yeah I get it, I, and I think a lot of it's because he's ch- will you chill the fuck out please. Um, I think like he's changed the way his music sounds, which is you know people are used to hearing him sound one way and he's changed the way it sounds. And it's mainly cause he's like happy now and like has, he's excited about life and he's not making like, you know, I'm going to get fucked up all the time and be sad music. But I mean, yeah, I, know. I respect it. Well, and he always wanted to make country music and he's kind of starting to do it. And people are like, I don't really like yeah, music. That's fair. Which I haven't, lame. I have not listened to his new album. So yeah, I, can't I, really... I mean, I'm looking at young Gravy's Insta. He's still getting, Hundred thousand likes or more, yeah. And two million followers. No, I Young Gravy's still popping off. Bigger than I realized. Damn. Still popping. I don't off. really like Young Gravy at all, and I absolutely hated his fans more than. There is, that. there's a few songs by Young Gravy I like. I think him as a person, he seems like a pretty decent dude. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't really listen to his music a whole lot. But he seems like a cool guy. Uh, it's been almost an hour. We should probably get. Boots oh my god really yeah all right 55 I, minutes it's my turn to go first right yeah go ahead shit um okay uh so in this episode of spirits uh we're gonna we're calling it that because uh i'm covering a spy and if you can't figure out why we called it spirit uh i'm covering an astronaut uh so i am going i decided to dip into my obsessive cold war knowledge oh my god stop you motherfucker uh stop it what's she doing she's fucking wrapped up in my actively attacking goddamn cord you throw her against the wall (laughs) (laughs) that'll teach yeah sometimes Uh, i want to because she's kind of an asshole but she's a good cat when she wants to be so, uh, yeah, I was like, when trying to think of who to cover, I dipped into my obsessive Cold War knowledge, uh, and I was like, you know, I bet there'd be some good spy stories I could cover. So I'm going to cover former KGB colonel Oleg Gordievsky. Okay. Uh, and Oleg Antonovich Gordievsky was born October 10th, 1938, in Moscow as the son of an NKVD official and his mother, Olga, a statistician. Uh, NKVD was basically the secret police and the organization that Stalin used to commit the Great Purge. Okay. That's that's what his dad did. Nice, uh, like many of the NKVD, guy. his father was a devout Soviet, uh, obviously, and from a young age instilled his values in, into Oleg. Um, being born in Moscow in 1938 is pretty much setting yourself up to have a, a pretty interesting life. Yeah. Uh, so he, you know, survived World War II with his family, incredibly. Uh, and the Soviet Union, still pretty young. Mass murders were happening by the state. Uh, there was a genocide in Ukraine at the time. By, and he had to grow up as a young boy during World War II when over 15% of the whole country died. So Damn. it's just, you know, insane. That's he did his best. Going to school, learning the principles of communism, and from a young age, showing an interest in language, many languages, but specifically German uh, and history. He joined the Komsomol, which is the Young Communist League, and just generally tried to get by. Uh, the Komsomol is like um, the Boy Scouts for communism, but it's you know it's a little more politically 
charge to be in it because communism is the state. You yeah, know? yeah. So um, his older brother Vasily was also in the NKVD, and Oleg got weird vibes from the whole family. Um, he, I mean, imagine that your father and brother were literally secret police. Yeah. Like, there's no way they hug that that no. boy. Uh-uh. Not a <laughs> not a fucking chance, dude. <laughs> uh-uh. That fucking three year old boy got a handshake. Yeah, that was the last time he ever touched his father. Uh, he did the best that he could. Eventually, getting a silver medal as the head of his local comp small. Hello, he's uh, congrats. You won, Boy Scouts. Yeah. Uh, he then he enrolled at the Moscow State Institute of International Relations uh, when he was seventeen. Luckily, Stalin was dead by then, so things were a little more relaxed. Nice. Uh, so he studied history and economics and international affairs. I was like, I don't understand college in your country. Yeah. <laughs> you get three degrees? What do you mean? <laughs> uh, he had wanted to learn English as well, but that wasn't an option because that's not the language of communism. Uh, so he took his brother's advice and learned Swedish. Uh, ma- you're, imagine you're like secret police fo- uh, fucking brothers like learn Swedish. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know something I don't. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I believe you. Uh, getting out of school, his path forward was relatively limited. Um, he knew he was going to be working for the government somehow. He just wasn't really sure how. Uh, his brother, though, did have an idea. The um institute of international relations which was basically the diplomatic corps of russia had a small internal kgb unit because okay. everybody has an internal kgb unit which was only a few years old at this point and they were looking for new recruits because remember the kgb just just started so they're like oh some fresh talent for yeah. our <laughs> enterprising new organization that's definitely not the nkvd i assure you <laughs> um vesley had heard about this while he was training being an undercover spy and he had told the officials in charge that his brother would be interested i'm not clear if, if oleg knew that that was going to happen yeah from what I okay read. i think he might have been like i know what you're gonna yeah do, this but. is what you're gonna do with your life uh, he eventually gets asked to do an interview, and the interview is in German, and he does okay in it. Okay. Uh, and and then he learns that he is in the fucking KGB now, and he's stationed in East Germany in 1961. They're like, you're hired. And he's like, wait, what? Uh, am I? Yeah. <laughs> One interview? This is like, I had to do three to get hired at Toys R Us. What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, so he is sent for a six month contract to work as a translator where they post him in a hostel, which I was like, what the fuck while he's working? That would piss me off. Uh, he made contact with his brother who was now actively a spy and he was often referred to in my research as an illegal spy, which I, which is deep cover. No, no visa diplomatic, uh, cover at all. So he like, that's someone who smuggles into another country fake papers just raw will die if they're discovered yeah. dude like i was like holy shit like a deep infiltrating unit your brother was uh, in the shit bud <laughs> he was in the shit uh so he made contact with his brother uh he didn't actually know that he was there he just found him damn and he's like he's like, like whoa hey he's like wait you don't have a mustache yeah. no i don't yeah. <laughs> and uh so he um his brother then put tasked him with errands that he asked for and he did them which he I later discovered were kind of a tryout for him to be a spy nice he's, uh he's like why do i have to drive out into the woods and bury this package yeah. like, shut up just do shut it up, nerd idiot. um 
at this point, I'm sure our listeners are thinking, wow, East Germany in 1961, isn't the Berlin Wall being built? And I'm like, that's very observant. <laughs> and right, you are, Ken. And while it was being built, Gordievsky watched fleeing citizens, German citizens, uh, attempt to cross over to the West Germany, only to be gunned down by Soviet forces in front of his fucking very eyes. Damn. He began to think that maybe communism wasn't like the best. The move. He's like, huh, uh, they really wanted to leave, and then we killed them, yeah. too. Uh, Don't see a problem. Berlin, uh, he was <laughs> sent to School 101, which was a covert KGB training training center in North Moscow with a class of 120. Damn. Uh, dude, I would love to do KGB training, but it'd be insane. Oh, it'd be super fucking insane. Shit. They said KGB training was very extensive. It was there he learned all aspects of spycraft, combat, and intelligence gathering. I was like, fucking A. I want to see what so that, bad. Yeah, I want to see what those classes are. I always dreamed of being one of those kind of goons. Not, you know, the KGB. Yeah, but obviously. Like, that kind of goon. Because I always love in movies when Mr. Like Army guy with his 249 is like, I'm a big badass. And then, like, a guy with a beard shows up and he's like, here, this pe- he hands him a piece of paper and, and just says, like, I'm your boss yeah. now. And he's like, what? Yeah. And then, like, you know, some secret stealth plane picks him up when he leaves. I'm like, yeah, that's the I always, Dude, yeah, I always right do. Dude, same. Uh, same. That's, I always. Like, in Sicario. Yeah. We, like, I want to be Josh Brolin, mm-hmm. basically. You know? I want to. I always thought about, like, going that route, too, especially when I first joined the military of, like, joining it's so like easy to be smarter than the average person in the military yeah oh 100 percent. and oh, like yeah being like secret service or like joining like a, a, a three-letter fucking boy and like just doing that being yeah. a fucking oh man three-letter boy love it dude i love the idea of it the idea of doing that i'm like so hardcore but i'm also like i really like have it like once i started getting tattoos i was like i can never be a fucking Plus, undercover I mean, person working for like the cia like the, the worst. Yeah, I would. I yeah. would try to blow it up. Yeah. <laughs> it never worked. Uh, uh, so the after Berlin, yeah, he did his training, and then his, he chose his spy name, Gardietsev. I'm never going to say it again. Okay, it never comes up again. Nice. So Congrats. Uh, unlike his brother, his first assignment was a desk job in Moscow, where he was tasked with creating documentation for other spies to hide their identities. Hell um, yeah. He did this for a few years until 1965 when he was given an assignment to be a spy handler in Denmark under the diplomatic cover of being a consular official who handled visas. And this is what I was talking about. It's calm. The whole even uh, kind of in a way, the whole point of embassies is so you could put spies in other people's countries. Crazy. And we we let them put yeah. season it's art. A and working like, relationship. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's so weird. Fellow I think spy. Little, Fellow spy. <laughs> I remember not like wrapping my mind around that until I played Civ. And then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That would be the best way to just put a spy, spy in somewhere. Country. Yeah. And I was like, we just allow it's that? just like That's an open crazy. secret it's like all right yeah, we exactly. put spies in there you put spies in here don't even worry about but it but they're they're diplomatic yeah. officials yeah, yeah yeah um so and that's the difference. So that was his job. His brother doesn't have that cover. Either. He's just so like fucking the, the country that he's in doesn't know that he's there. He's a raw dog and spy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was also around this time. The, I, I won't go into it a lot. He got married to a woman who was also in the KGB. Okay. And what, it, he referred to as largely a marriage of convenience. 
since they're both KGB agents and foreign postings were only for married couples and they were just like whatever you know and that I, woman you'll was, see later that's not a big deal okay her, and the, the wife that woman was Vladimir Putin it was Vladimir Putin <laughs> uh, so I'm sure our listeners now are thinking well geez if this guy didn't like the Berlin Wall going up in 61 he probably hated the Soviet response to the Prague Spring of 1968 that's and exactly like, yeah. yeah that's exactly I what they're took thinking the words right out of your mouth I can <laughs> see you're going to say that uh, he did hate the Soviet response to the Prague Spring of 1968 uh, for the very few listeners who don't know what I'm talking about it was basically the Czechoslovak Socialist Republic wanted to do things a little bit less communist they were like what if we tried a little bit of capitalism or democracy as a treat. And uh, they also were like, what if we also split up our country into the Czech Socialist and the Slovak Socialist Republic? Because we don't really fuck with each other that much. Uh, the movement was hugely popular in the area, of course, as they were just a good lot of reasons for not <laughs> like doing things the Soviet way. And uh, after the Soviets politely asked them to please stop performing, <laughs> uh, they, they refused. And the Soviets were forced to send According to them, they were forced to send over 600,000 Warsaw-packed soldiers to occupy the country. We had to do um, it. We had, had to. to. It. it simply had to be done. Yeah. Uh, the, and in, uh, obviously people fled. Many fought in whatever manner they could. And what we now to be the most Russian prediction ever, it had originally believed that the – the movement could be suppressed in a measly four days. Uh, you got a guess on how long it took them to actually leave? Something tells me longer than four days. Uh, yeah. Thanks to one of the most famous instances of civilian defense in the 20th century. Um, it took the Soviets eight months to leave that place. Uh, 70,000 Czechs fled West over 150 were killed. Hundreds more wounded ass loads arrested. No fucking idea yeah. how many were arrested. Um, and Oleg was working at an embassy and he saw massive protests outside of his embassy and saw the fucking government pressing it. And he fucking felt ashamed. He was like, this is insane. Like they clearly, you know, self-government, he, they wanted to do this, this the way we're just obliterating them for that. Yeah. Uh, they were, the reforms were obviously dialed back. One thing that did stand was they did get to split, which I was like, Hey, all right, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <that's> something, <laughs> uh, so, uh, what little pride he felt in his role in the KGB and with the Union evaporated to be replaced only by shame and anger. So, he's calling it Quitskies. And, he, and he's like, I'm going to try to get a hold of the Danish security services to defect because I'm done with this. Nice. So, he, he picks up a, a phone that he knows is bugged and calls his wife and he's like, I can't believe they've done this. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he's like, all right, that should do it. Uh, it they, they, he were expecting him to reach out, but they, they didn't. And it wasn't until that he had to go back to Moscow in 1970, where he was promoted again, that they tried to reach out again. It gets fun promoted. Fact. He's like, I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. Stop promoting. Yeah. <laughs> so fun fact, with, he, they did try to reach out to him. They had seen him come into Denmark and they'd saw that he had explored and he, cause he saw stores that, you know, he got to see stuff that he didn't get to see when he was in, um, Russia. Yeah. So one thing that he did buy, he said out of curiosity and I was like, come on, man. But he bought some gay porn because nice. gay porn cannot be purchased in the Soviet yeah. Union. Being gay is illegal. Obviously it's against communism. Yeah. And, um, 
So the Danes were like, oh, he's he's a poof. He's a gay man. Uh, so they were like, send one of our hot little young spy boys <laughs> to make a pass at him at a party, right? And, the, and they did. And he was like, nice to meet you. And yeah. he walks off. Didn't work at all. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> they were like, all right, shit. Yeah, should have tried he, a more direct he, approach. <laughs> he wasn't gay. He says he's not gay. Maybe he's bi. Yeah, maybe he might be he a little gay. Go, maybe he just was genuinely interested in it. But it did. he was like, he didn't think anything of it. So they tried and it didn't work. Uh, so a couple years uh, in the while he's back in Moscow, his brother dies in the line of duty. Damn. And that is not, a, you will not find a single bit of information about that. That's so crazy, and, dude. Th- think about it. I mean, a dude like that gets discovered. Basically, the co- the government that captures him has pure cover to just uh-huh. murder him. Yeah, do they, whatever they want well, to him. Because the other company, the other country can't be like, hey, where's our man? Yeah, you know? they, yeah. You send a guy like that, you know he's going to fucking die. Do you know where he died? He did. did he die? Where did he die? Nobody knows. And there's no information. That's crazy. He, he I mean, dude, that's, uh, active KGB agent yeah. killed in the line of duty. Uh-huh. Probably not going to get out. No, that's, you know? I mean, that's one of the things about living that life, too. It's like people see that and they're like, oh, I want to be a super cool undercover secret spy guy. But it's like if you get captured. It's your whole life, man. Yeah. And then like, you just die. You never talk about it. You can't tell anybody about what you did. Everything you're doing is classified. James Bond and use your fucking name all over yeah, the place. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like you're like you're going to do all this cool shit, but you will never be able to discuss it with anybody ever so i mean that's the end of his thing so gordievsky uses this opportunity to request to leave moscow for denmark again he's like please let me out yeah (laughs) and they're like yeah sure i need to buy more gay porn uh (laughs) (laughs) after being there for a few short months he's approached by a local mi6 agent mi6 nice the brits uh, uh during a game of badminton and they go to lunch, and he's like, hell yeah, brother. Uh, I will do this as long as you don't pay me, because I'm not doing this for money. I hate the Soviet Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they're ah, like, hell dude. fucking yeah, dude. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, yeah that's bro. That's the We're best answer that. we could have got. <laughs> uh, plus, I mean, it, most spies get caught because they t- they're taking money. So yeah. that's it's really smart to not do it. And he's trained KGB. It's smart to not do it. So... Uh, he, he was really calm for it. Cause he had already decided that he was going to do it. And the, so the Brits were like, Oh my God, what's this guy's deal? Yeah. Like, what's your angle? Double, double. Yeah. I'm, saying, like, <laughs> I'm playing both sides. So I always come out on top. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they thought that it was a KGB ploy to get a mole. Um, so Oleg says he was so calm cause he'd already decided he was going to do it. So then uh, he meets his MI6 handlers once a month and relays intricate information to them about the KGB's inner workings from his extensive and accurate memory. And uh, he would pass also pass off every day his secret Moscow microfilm instructions to the British to have them copied. He did this for three years, making him one of the most valuable intelligence assets the entire Cold War. Like he, he, he was... What oh, the fuck, <laughs> Toothless? Chill out! <laughs> Chill your fucking ass out. What's wrong with you? Jesus Christ, dude. She's she's on one, bro. Uh so yeah, like I mean, he has he's high up, he's well ranked. He had a brother who was in the shit and he's in the shit and he had a really good fucking info. Um he did this for 3 years before he was getting called back to Moscow. And so there MI6 was like, "Okay, man, you can defect now." It'll be out that we're doing that. Or you can go back and 
be secret and we will come up with a plan to smuggle you out if you are in trouble. And he chooses that option. Nice. So they come up with this totally genius plan <laughs> where if he wanted to escape, he would go to a bread store with a gray hat on. And then uh, a British MI6 agent would walk past him eating a Mars bar and they would make eye contact. <laughs> and that was a sign that he wanted to flee the country. <laughs> I, was, I was like, genius. Yeah, no one will ever pick <laughs> got, that up, dude. Oh, wow. You come up with yeah. that yourself. Dude, Fuck and me. like, uh, imagine being the guy that has to follow him around just in case that happens. Like, you've well, got like. No, so that guy just has to stay at the place that yeah, he's supposed to go to. But yeah. like, you carry a Mars bar in your pocket and then you just sit in that place all day every day every day yeah uh so what also uh, what a cush assignment be like oh i just gotta go sit in the bread store dudes like that are almost certainly running rings they're running spy rings yeah like that's just part of their responsibilities in the area uh then once they made eye contact that night they would put him in a trunk and drive him to finland nice amazing yeah (laughs) so he's like i could just uh, go to finland myself if you'd like like (laughs) (laughs) uh so he doesn't contact anyone for a long time until he actually gets posted in london and the mi6 was like bro this is incredible (laughs) so uh he then he starts having regular fucking meetings with mi6 and KGB. He is actively briefing KGB spies and MI6 at the same time. Damn. And even Margaret Thatcher herself pissed on her grave forever. Yeah. But, like, the PM her, herself, he is fucking chatting. Like, this dude is high up. Yeah, he's there. Uh, he'd even get cheap intel from MI6 that he would be allowed to pass along to the KGB. Nice. To cover him. Yeah. And they also protected him from discovery from other spies. Because, you know, like... It's so crazy. That game is so hard because they could have their own agents be looking for him. Yeah. And they're uh-huh. like, and then they'd be like, don't shut up. Just, yeah. Just don't. leave that guy alone. Uh, so, uh, Gordievsky was actually the source of a very interesting, very interesting piece of intel. In 1985, the KGB circulated a questionnaire intending to find an American asset. Uh, had several specific traits. They wanted someone who was narcissistic, vain, greedy, and uh, committed infidelity in their marriage. I, I don't know if that's anybody... Do you, can you think of anybody that that sounds like? <laughs> so anyway, by coincidence, a little bit after that, a prominent American businessman was invited to visit Moscow. Oh. Do, do you know who that was? Really? Tell me. It was Donald Trump. You don't say... It was Donald J. Yeah, Trump. don't say. You know, I had a, a, a real... It was either Donald Trump or, like, Bob Ross. And I was like, which one could it <laughs> possibly be? <laughs> uh, I Yeah, that's a real piece of fucking information. Real intel from the KGB. That's crazy. I... So I have known, I know all about all of it. Yeah, I, I yeah. follow Russian spy shit. I have Russian Cold War shit. I fucking followed all the Donald Trump Russia shit, all the Donald Trump shit. Once I found this piece of information, I was like, okay, he is, yeah, he's a Russian asset, like a hundred percent. He's a he's a Russian asset. That's insane. In the eighties, uh, I think that they got something compromising on him when he visited, and they have just cultivated him as an asset and. They launder use him to launder money through his hotels and casinos. That's so fucking wild, dude. Real. So uh, anyway, he was called back to Moscow that year, 
and he was pretty nervous because he's like, I don't think they KGB's buying this. Yeah, shit anymore. yeah. Uh, but then he was made the head chief of the KGB of London, and he was like, God okay. damn it! He's like, <laughs> he's like uh, but when he got back, because he's a trained KGB agent, he was like, I'm being watched. Yeah, I'm being surveilled. Yeah. They're definitely. I also like he knew he was being bugged. I think it's so funny because like I bet Russian bugs are like really obvious. Like when you pick up the phone, it always it always beeps. Like it never <laughs> does that normally. It just always you're like, oh my god. There's like a so small diesel engine attached to the phone that's like powering the bug. <laughs> and like hear the person listening like cough yeah, sometimes because yeah. like, of the cigarettes they're smoking. Um eventually he was even questioned several times, interrogated under the influence of drugs, he revealed nothing. He didn't know the reason why the KGB was sus, um, but it was actually because the MI6 had to tell the CIA about him because oh, the no CIA shit. was honing in on him. They're like, I, hey, man, we've got this guy. I, and the CIA had a double agent officer betray him to the Russians. I was wondering when the Americans would come into play because you know for a if, fact. if a dude is meeting the PM, yeah, yeah. I bet the fucking Americans Oh, 100%. So yeah, the Aldrich Ames is a famous uh, CIA double agent who betrayed America, and uh, he he be- is the one who outed Oleg. Damn. So uh, he felt the pressure closing in, so he put on his gray little hat and went down to the bread store and made <laughs> eye contact with a man eating a candy bar. And then uh, he was put in a trunk and fucked off to Finland while his family was on vacation. Awesome. He left his wife and children. Nice. <laughs> Dude, because. No the, warning. Yeah, the Russians. The Russians would never go for someone's family. They've got hard morals <laughs> and standards. <laughs> Unheard of. I was like, okay. That, I would be pretty pissed so, if I was that family. I'd be like, what the fuck, bro? He was tried in absentia and immediately sentenced to death for treason. In the meantime, his wife was shockingly assumed to be a part of his escape and was uh-huh. detained and interrogated for years. Damn. She and her family escaped after the union fell in 1991 and they reunited, but they quickly divorced. Yeah. After. <laughs> I, I would imagine that those talks probably didn't go well after they were reunited. Probably a bit awkward. Yeah. <laughs> um, he did pretty much live happily ever after in England. Came up a lot. He comes up a lot of British media circuits and and politics because of potential Russian uh, influence in the UK for different stuff. Yeah, he's written books, made a movie about him, did some TV shows. Um, all good, except for in 2008, he suddenly mysteriously fell unconscious for 34 hours and then spent two weeks in the hospital. Weird. Wonder what that was about. Yeah. Uh, it was also revealed after the Cold War ended that Oleg was critical in avoiding a nuclear war. Uh, in 1983, NATO was running Able Archer, which was a huge exercise des- like across all of NATO designed to simulate rising tensions uh, and then a rising escalation until a coordinated DEFCON 1 nuclear attack. That was how they were that was what the whole purpose of the exercise was. The Soviets were like, this seems like they're just actually getting yeah. ready to <laughs> do this to us. And they began to place nuclear forces and air units on high alert, going so far as to actually load nuclear warheads on airplanes. Damn. They were getting ready for fucking frontline bombing. Damn. Oleg was able to explain to the Allies what the fuck the KGB was thinking and prevent a cycle of escalation in response because the Americans were like, oh my god, they're putting nukes on yeah. the planes. We gotta put, yeah, we gotta put our nukes. No, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> 
Uh, so he was, yeah, he like personally was responsible for de-escalating what could have been a first strike scenario. That's crazy. The that dude's is... life was crazy. Yeah, dude. that's bonkers. That is I know. I was bananas. Like, I was like, he fucking had intel about a U.S. president. Eventually, you know, yeah. he's talking nuclear war. He's talking to prime ministers. He was briefing. Like he worked with Putin at some point. Uh, it was they weren't like super close. Putin wasn't like a huge deal for a yeah. long time. The KGB, but the dude's got a really fucking interesting story. Imagine, he's read a book if you ever want to read it. Imagine uh, oh. not being one spy, but two spies. You were two spies. You, two, two spies. Fucking spies, dude. That's crazy to he's, me. Uh, he. Uh, I'm trying to find the book. He's still alive too. He's oh, 84 really? years old. Oh, shit. Um, it's so funny because it says service branch KGB slash MI6. <laughs> Insane. Oh yeah, next stop execution. Uh, that's the autobiography of okay. Oleg Gordievsky. I'm gonna have to put I haven't read it. Uh, it's well rated, and he's a super fucking interesting guy. So yeah, that that's pretty incredibly. Good. Dude, I'm such a fucking got such a haw cranker for spy shit and like he speaks uh english german danish swedish and norwegian damn damn so cool such a cool guy i want to know what happened to his brother i want to know so bad. i know so bad You'll probably never that, find out that dude is in an unmarked grave like if he's yeah. if he was buried like or he's still alive in like an american black site that would like be 90. hilarious yeah <laughs> i wonder uh i uh, man i wish i was like if I could make myself like an all-knowing being, I'd be like, "What's going on in these like? How many? What's, how, what's like going on in these black sites?" Remember the asking, asking Janet well, after you die, all those questions. Yeah, so dude. Many, yeah, I'm like I need to know. I, I need, need to, to know, know all of this. That's why every yeah. mystery I've ever had is real. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! But that's yeah, a good story. that's, that's so crazy. Like, he fucking, you know, he put himself in a lot of danger to fuck, bec- and like he did it. F- for the ideological purpose of tearing down the Soviet Union. Yeah. Like, I respect the fuck out of him, dude. He, he really was... Didn't do it for, like, you know, soldier. money or fucking anything else. It was strictly the fact that he was like, I don't like what you're doing, and it's pissing me off, so I'm gonna do something about it. It's pissing me off. It's fucking making me and he, quite he angry. Was like, he was, like, devastating to the Soviets. And, and when uh, he was revealed, it was a huge deal. It fucked up so many people's careers and shit. No shit. I mean, yeah, because, yeah. you know, in the KGB, if your guy below you is a fucking double agent, are you you're a, double a double agent? agent? Yeah. If your boss is a double agent, are you a double agent? Yeah, like, that's bad. Damn. I wonder how I'd many... I hate to work in the KGB. Dude, yeah, I wonder how many people Office got their... politics there, crazy. <laughs> Absolutely insane. I wonder how many people got their shit rocked because that dude was a double agent. I know. But how many right? people just got fucking either taken out back or just pummeled into the dirt because <laughs> they just happened to work with this guy <laughs> fucking a um so mine is about pirates it's uh specifically a pirate woman um i've had this theme of covering badass women who are just like hard as fucking nails so i'm gonna be covering mary reed and i found this story all on my own with no outside help or forces <laughs> 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 uh, so we're gonna go back to the 18th century good old pirate times ships were blasting each other's asses kids were hitting hoops with sticks and blackbeard was shoving mercury up his pp to cure syphilis um so uh, how else are you gonna do yeah uh, exactly and that's the that was my first train of thought when i thought you know syphilis i was like you gotta shove mercury up your wiener i don't want to put th- does that do anything no i need to look that up. i don't think so i don't even know the basis of why they did it of 
what they possibly could think it would do. Uh, right? Taking, That's what I'm taking saying. Taking a syringe of mercury and shoving it into your bladder is what they were trying to do. Um, Anything? It was for syphilis, right? Yeah, for syphilis. So I can't imagine... It was probably some old timey oh, fucking. It was no. It was it would burn away their lesions Ugh. on their. Owie. Oh, they even. Had, oh my god! This mercury douche for urethral therapy. No. Nope. Ah! Oh no! Thank you. I'm so glad I never Looks lived in really those times. Nice. It's a very nice piece of equipment. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they really put some pride. Yeah. In they put they pride made, into their know? work, and things weren't made to break. Um, so uh, Mary, your syphilis douche is gonna. You're gonna need to put some pile. You're gonna need to get boy. that maintenance. So uh, yeah, Mary was born in 1650. Or I'm sorry, 1685. And from right off the rip, uh, Mary grew up. From when she was growing up, her mom encouraged her to wear boys' clothes and act, you know, super manly. And it's not because her mom was super ahead of her time. It was mainly because her mom's first child, a boy, was born like right before. Her, her father died, and her in-laws were sending her money to take care of the sweet boy. But it's the 18th century, and he just a died. Soldier, yeah, oh, he just yeah. died just cause. <laughs> uh, Come on, yeah. <laughs> um, so so uh, you know, tis the season, and Mary's mom got pregnant, and with Mary shortly after the boy died, and she's like. You know she's not gonna she's not gonna go to the in laws and like hey that boy died sorry about it but uh, but I do have yeah so <laughs> she couldn't do that because it wasn't you know Mary didn't belong to the in laws' son because he had died too uh, so she just you know have Mary basically pretend to be a boy and go by the name of her dead half brother. Uh, so this charade, uh, the charade, actually works for a little bit, and then finally the in-laws are like, now, fucking hold on a gosh darn second. And they figure out what's going on, the jig is up, and the money stops coming in. So Mary's mom is like, well, shit, kid, time to get a job. Sends her off to be a powder pusher, which is not slang they for a cocaine. cocaine. Oh, I, literally, oh. in my notes, I was like, is not <laughs> slang for a cocaine dealer. Uh, it, it's uh, it, Basically, she got a job on a British man of war, not the jellyfish either, uh, oh. a British man oh, of war shit. ship. Yeah, and she basically hauled powder up to the deck to reload the cannons. Um, she was in the shit from an early age. I was like, damn, dude, those, that's like a soldier. That is a very, yeah, a very dangerous job. So people are shooting at her. Uh-huh. You know? It's crazy. So oh, she like, spent perfect young child. Yeah. <laughs> very small. So annoying to but, carry the powder. Yeah. Around. Very small, hard to hit target. Um, How old would she have been? She point? was young. She was probably like, I would say they didn't say, but she was probably, yeah. you know, 10 to, 10 to 14 yeah that's a good like, estimate oh my god <laughs> um so she spent time on the ship as uh, as the british fought the french and she was present for quite a few big battles um and after that she ups and joins the british army when she became a teenager so she served in the infantry as well as the cavalry just fucking wheeling dealing and killing you know as we say on the pod and while in the military while in the military she gets hot in her fucking britches for a man that she's serving with and now this entire time she's you know acting like she's a dude she nobody knows she's a woman do we know that she for sure was a lady who just had to dress like a guy or was you know like was she a trans person and we just thought all 
all this the lady's wearing a man's clothing <laughs> she's she's wearing britches yeah <laughs> uh, all research that i saw indicated that she strictly dressed like a man purely because okay. she was able to get by doing what she wanted to do it's which, like a mary edwards walker yeah exactly so which it kind of makes it more clear as the story goes on so um while in the military, she gets hot in her britches for this dude she's serving with, fucking revs her engine. So whenever this dude's unit would get sent to fight, Mary was always the first to volunteer to tag along and, you know, fucking ride or die. So awesome. while they're out laying fucking scunion downrange, Mary and this dude end up getting assigned to share a tent together. And she's like, this is great. And while sharing a tent, Mary lets him in on her secret that she's not actually a male soldier. She's actually a woman. And she looks at him and she's like, fucking, I like you and I want you. And uh, this guy's very into it. He's he's super about it. Which I wonder if like Wait this, minute, I, dude. I wonder if this dude was like, I kind of love that. I wonder if this dude was like, they were spending a bunch of time together, and he was like, am I gay? Am, is, am I? Is is this my awakening right now? So, um, and then they reveal it, and he's like, he's like, oh shit, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, so, am I gay? So. According to records, he didn't say much about it. He they just went straight to slamming ass. It was no like, oh my god, my feelings are so out of wits right now. They just straight to pound town. Um, so this guy is like, listen, girl boss, I'm just down to be fuck buddies or whatever. And Mary's like, absolutely not. You better commit. And eventually he does, and they get married. Um, after they get hitched, they use their funds from the military to buy a cute little inn. Uh, or pub in the Netherlands, and they start spending their days owning and operating that. Imagine fucking... if you got enough money in the military to go buy a business. Dude, after. right? Unheard of now. Unheard of. <laughs> um, so All you're going to get is a Dodge Charger with 28% Yeah, 28%, APR. yeah, it's 28% They're retiring interest. the Charger. Like it's, and are like, they really? What's going ha- to happen now? Dude, they're, I mean, what are they going to buy? I, Camaros now, dude. Camaros or Mustangs. Mustang will no, never die. The Camaros, I think one of those is getting retired as well. No shit. A lot of a lot of the muscle cars. Oh, so Mustang is is probably going to go to um electric. No, for real. Like, yeah, I don't see them going for that. And the Camaro, Camaro is ended. Damn, that's crazy. I guess that's weird to think. Yeah, like, that's wild. They're so iconic. Yeah. Camaro's, Camaro's been around forever. You see him everywhere. It's like, and when you see a Camaro or a Mustang, you're like, that dude either is not someone I want to hang out with or might be that an guy all right guy. Yeah, that, that, is, <laughs> that is a DUI right there behind the wheel of that car. It's kind of like how I feel when I see a Chrysler 300. I'm like, the poor man's Bentley. You're either somebody who just likes the body style or not someone I want to hang out with. Yeah. Uh, every every person I've met. Oh or, yeah, the Challenger, the Challenger, and the Charger, both of them. That's crazy. I, dude, the deal, the dealerships outside of army bases right now are freaking dude, yeah, out, sweating like, bullets. <laughs> I need you to, uh, I need you to order six thousand Camaros or six thousand. Char- <laughs> we need to keep this stock up. They're going to be rare. Um. Anyway, sorry. so. So basically, they buy this business and they just kind of start running. That's what they do. They run the inn, the pub, and that's what they spend their days doing. 
They're living a nice and quiet life, and things are great when, oopsies, all of a sudden, Mary's husband just fucking dies for some reason. Nobody knows. Nobody, it's not specified. He just fucking dies because it is the season, like I said. They, they just, you know, probably had a touch of consumption. Yeah, he got a headache you know? or something, and that was it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he cut himself on a splinter. Yeah. You know? So, uh, when he dies, Mary's like, well, what's the fucking point of me sticking around this place? And she packs her shit up, and she goes back to wheeling, dealing, and killing. She's like, I'm gonna go do what I'm good at, which is be a soldier. Now, unfortunately for Mary, the war was over. There was not really much battles happening, so there wasn't much use for her special set of skills during peacetime, so it became very hard to find work. So once she figured out she probably wasn't going to make a living in the army, she hops on a ship and pops on over to the West Indies. While she is on this ship headed to the West Indies, the ship gets fucking knocked down by pirates. Uh, the head pirate in charge of this raid was our man, Calico Jack. Uh, so after Calico raids the ship... Such sh- a good pirate. Yeah, I mean, such a good pirate. On. And he only that got is- it because he wore a lot of Calico. They had nothing crazy about it. Just wore a lot of Calico. <laughs> and they were like, Calico Jack. And he's like, hey, that's he's, a good name. He, and he was just like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Cool nickname. He's like, I've been trying that for ages. Yeah. You know? He's like, oh, do you like my coat? It's Calico. Calico. Yeah. I need you to paint the ship Calico. I need all the different <laughs> colors. He was really scared of getting a bad nickname. He's like... He's like, J- fucking James got scabies once, and they won't stop calling him it. So I gotta, I gotta find a really cool nickname to have. Um, so Calico r- knocks over the ship, and he sees Mary, and he's like, "What do we have here, a strapping young lad? Why don't you join my crew?" And Mary's like, "Shit, why the hell not?" So she joins the pirate crew and quickly makes a name for herself because she is a just terrifying person she's brutal as hell uh she's one of a kind she's spitting she's cursing all over the place and uh kicking the keister of any land lover that gets in her way all while disguised as a man so the only i feel like that takes some of the sting out of it what it well if you're gonna if you're gonna smack a land lover i'd show him a titty just to be like what so it's like it's one of those things it's like i could compromise my position here on this crew by telling people i'm a woman or i could just you know not have to worry about that you know and i agree there is some fucking especially back then there's a sting to getting your dick knocked into the dirt by a woman pirate like that's great that's awesome yeah that's fantastic i mean that's true uh, i don't know you like you couldn't even your friends couldn't even talk shit on lady pirates because you're like have you ever seen one yeah it's crazy, <laughs> it's crazy. you've never seen one before shut up they're insane um <laughs> so she's doing this all while being disguised as a man and uh, the only other person on the crew that was able to see through Mary's ruse was none other than Anne Bonnie, who, if you don't know, was a super famous lady pirate, uh, who had also been oh, rolling. She was no Anne Bonnie was a part of the same Calico Jack crew that Mary Reed was. So, dang, yeah, I mean, dang, that's kind of cool. the coincidence of two lady pirates being on the same boat. Wow. Do you think that they she figured it out? Like she she saw him and she was like, so so um, she's like, I, I don't this. So the thing is, how she discovered that she was uh, a lady, I don't think she saw through the ruse. So apparently, um, there are varying accounts of this. Some say that Anne saw Mary and was like, I'm trying to crank that motherfucking hog. And she made an advance to Mary, and when she did, Mary was like, uh, 
hold up, I got something to tell you. Uh, some other accounts say that Anne knew right from the get-go that Mary was a woman. Whatever you believe. At the- That's why I was reaching yeah, for the Yeah, of course. Yeah, obviously. Hog, hog. She's like, I'm a lady. Yeah. She's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever you believe happened, at the end of it all, uh, Anne and Mary knew each other's true identities. And it also wasn't, I didn't, cool. I didn't look super so into, cool. I didn't look super into Anne Bonnie's history because i was covering you know mary reed i don't know if the other crew members knew that Aunt, like i didn't know if ann bonnie was parading faking like she was no 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 i'm sorry never mind scratch what i just said she wasn't because there's you'll see why in a point in the story um so at the end of all ann knew mary's true identity uh and this fucking resulted in a super close fan friendship and or kissing fest it's un we're not sure which one. It could have gone either I way. I think we can. They could have been kissing for friends. one or the other. Yeah. So uh, hugging. So from the uh, like I said, from at some point, you know, I I my whole spiel about how I don't know if the crew knew that Anne was a woman, but it seems they did because at some point Calico Jack gets super fucking like jealous and pissed off uh, at mary and ann's relationship and he like kicks down their door one time it's going to murder mary because she's all you know super close with ann and he's like i like that i like i like ann i want that i like that i like that so i need you to get out of the picture and so he kicks down this door he's gonna cut her throat open and he fucking enters like a madman and mary opens up her shirt flashes him her bazungas and uh-huh. she's like, what's up? I'm a woman, too. And he's like, well, I'll be fucking damned. Awesome. What are the odds? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so after that, he's like, don't fucking worry. Your secret's safe with me. And he continues to keep Mary. It's so through. easy to hide titties in all the pirate yeah, layers. Yeah, too, exactly. You know? Yeah. And so. Like eight layers of ruffle. You you're not going to see the, nothing, dude. Uh, you yeah. have some season there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, crazy. So Calico Jack's like, don't worry. Your secret's safe from me. He continues to keep Mary's true identity hidden from the rest of the crew on the boat and he treats mary no different than he had before so mary and ann were the motherfucking gruesome twosome baby they'd go back to back in battle shooting what they would have a pistol in one hand a saber in the other hand uh and i would imagine there's like doves in the background flying around and oh and yeah as they spin, and it is in slow motion and, yeah and it is slow yeah. motion exactly they do spin absolutely yeah, yeah. They uh they They're like why are you spinning ships over there yeah. <laughs> on our right stop spinning <laughs> so they fought side by side and they were very very good at it so in 1720 Calico's crew was full speed ahead Dude, I bet they looked you know because they were trying to look like men and, and I bet some of the crew thought they looked hot and they were just like so confused yeah like, <laughs> they were like Hold watching on. them fight like a man like, and be God, all, like damn feminine and they're like man wow you're something else you're yeah really dude something else kind of feller <laughs> fucking looking real good over there it's like uh that, <laughs> that joke about the first guy to think fishnets were hot like a uh, sailor gets stuck in a fish oh, net. he's oh, like yeah, god damn yeah. jim now hold on one second <laughs> <laughs> Um, so in 1720, it was a really good year for Calico's crew. Well, the first half of it was at least. They captured seven fishing boats, two sloops. Uh, Mary and Anne person Mary and Anne personally led a raid against a schooner, uh, quickly overtaking the crew of the boat and holding them captive for two days. 
So, on October 22nd of that same year, Mary and Anne are walking on the deck of their boat when they notice a sneaky little sloop is tugging along beside them. Uh, They're like, oh shit, when they realize it's a federale sent to capture the crew dead or alive. The sloop the in sloop, yeah. Uh-huh. So the sloop in question was uh, captained by John Barnett, and he was a famous pirate hunter. Uh, John's like, "All right, goobers, give it up. It's time to come with me." And Mary and Anne were like, "Fuck that. We're not going nowhere." And they start fighting. Calico Jack hops on a swivel gun and starts fighting alongside them. And a few more of the crew members join, but majority of them during the fight the uh, pirate hunters end up disabling their ship. So the crew runs down and hides in the hold and leaves Mary and Calico Jack and a few other people above deck fighting. Um, After the ship gets disabled, Calico's like, "Uh, well, fuck. So he starts, you know, basically waving a surrendering flag and is like, we got to give it up. We've been had. And Mary and Anne were like, fuck that. We're not going anywhere. And they continue to fight. So during this ordeal, Mary hollers out uh, if they're if they're basically to the crew that's hiding. And the story is that the crew had been drinking with uh, a, another crew they had picked up. They had been drinking all night, and so half of them were passed out drunk. The other half went and cowered into the hole. The hole. Great. So while uh mary's fighting she yells out if there's a man among ye you'll come up and fight like the man ye are to be and when nobody came up to fight she fires her pistol into the hold and kills one of her fellow crewmates oh my god yeah she was she was with the shits so she's like you're being pussies now pretty much Unfortunately, the pirate hunter and his crew quickly overpowered the two, and they were arrested. Calico Jack was the first of the crew to be sentenced to death on his day of execution, November 18th, 1720. He asked to see Anne one last time. Uh, She was still pretty fucking pissed about the whole trying to surrender and the crew not fighting thing, and told him, if you had fought like a man, you need not have been hanged like a dog. Um, Yeah, dude, fucking hard. So, like, Cal- okay, but will you show me your results? Yeah. <laughs> One more time, I'm about to die. So, Calico gets strung from the neck until he's dead. Two key witnesses that damned Mary and Anne to hang were Thomas Spinlow and Dorothy Thomas. These were two people that Calico and his crew had captured after plundering. And Mary, as well as Anne, insisted that these two people be shot and killed because they could implicate them in this raid. Uh, Calico Jack, for some reason, was like, nope, just set them free. You know, they're fine. We're not going to kill them. And look exactly where the fuck that got them. So during the trial, the judge is all is like fucking, all right, material girls, uh, y'all got anything to say before we sentence you? And they're like, nope, we're good. And the judge is like, no. okay, sounds great. I sentence y'all to hang. After he says this, Mary and Anne are like, oh, shit, hold up, we're actually pregnant, which it was custom at the time for any woman who was pregnant and sentenced to death would have their sentence execution moved back. Yeah, I gotta have the beginning kill yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a pregnant lady. So Mary ended up dying in prison in seventeen twenty one of typhus. Uh and possibly hanged, yeah, right? Oh, way better. Uh well, so it, and possibly I complications during childbirth. But oh. from Anne's fate, it makes it seem like they they, you know, 
if she had held on, they probably wouldn't have gotten hanged because Anne's fate is a little bit more murky. It's long been believed that she was able to get out of prison and go back home to the Carolinas, where she died at the age of 82. There is also a proof that she remained in Jamaica until her death because there are records of an Anne Bonny dying in Jamaica in 1731. Either way, she got out of prison, so it's like... Fucking A. Fucking A, yeah. Uh, But that is the story of Lady Pirate and Mary Reed. Dude, hell yeah. Yeah. She did she did pretty well for herself. Yeah, she didn't like, you know, it wasn't like uh the Chinese pirate lady that we covered who that I covered who killed like a thousands of people, but you know, I mean, she she It's not pirating isn't about, about murdering I mean, bodies people. Yeah. It's, it's about, about plundering. How much doubloons yes, that sir. plundered. Yeah. Plundering absolutely. for booty and having a grand old time doing it. And that's what she that's did. That's what it's all about. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I just I don't know. The ladies ladies First of all, ladies that look like boys, very hot. Very hot. La- but ladies that, like, just want to get in the shit so hard that they go through all that, like, that's just... All the trouble, yeah. It's fucking uh, badass. Super badass. Uh, yeah, it is. Like, I, I can't d- believe she met that other lady pirate. Yeah, too, just had a... And Anne Bonnie is, like, another famous lady pirate. She, like, meets Anne, and she's like, how many of us are out here? Yeah, is hold on. A like, this, this is an odd coincidence. <laughs> she's like... She's like Blackbeard? Yeah. It's a lady. Yeah. <laughs> Blackbeard's a lady. Nobody uh, knows. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I think, you know, you're like, okay, a guy pirate, that's cool, I guess. Pirates were sick, but like a lady pirate, you're like, fuck yeah, dude. She wore britches and shot people. Britches. Hot. Insane. Hot. Yeah. Pretty, that's a really cool story. Really interesting lives of the people we covered this week. I know, yeah. I hard agree that Spy Story was badass, dude. Super badass. Uh, but yeah, uh, you got any recommendations? Um, uh, yes. I've been cranking through books lately. I'm actually going to start reading uh, The Infinite Jest, which I've kind of been building myself up to do. Yeah. It's famously, it's famously not only very, very, very long. It's like 1,100 pages. Jesus. It's also really hard to read. Like a third of it is in the end notes. But I'm reading it on my Kindle, so I won't have to flip back and forth. Yeah. I can just bing bong, bing bong. That's fair. But uh, Damn. it's supposed to be like a really weird postmodern comedy side. It's it's I'm gonna I'm just gonna read it. He's I'm, like, it's, it's, it's got it's, it all. Ultra fam- it's ultra famous. It's you know like this is like the Tolstoy of America. Like what, you, what's it called know, again? Not, uh, Infinite Jest by Infinite David Foster Wallace. Jest. Um, yeah, my boss would tell it, me about his- Jason Siegel did that movie about david foster wallace it it's really good uh what is it called Mary david foster wallace. categories is an encyclopedic novel damn okay the end the end of the tour is what it's called end of the tour uh, yeah jesse eisenberg and that, that i'll recommend that fuck it oh wait hold on i think i know what you're talking about and yeah jesse the- eisenberg and jason siegel yeah it's about- um, it's about David Foster Wallace. Uh, you know, it's it's a great movie. That's that's what I'll recommend. I don't I don't think uh, I've seen that movie. Uh, and I also uh, finished my Red Army book, and it was really good. How I was that? That one too. It was awesome. It was really awesome. It was a lot better than Clancy, in because he didn't he doesn't really get bogged down. He doesn't tell you like, 
what kind of plane is shooting what kind of missile at what kind of tank. You know, he, yeah. he wrote it from a soldier's perspective, so he'd just say a helicopter, you know. Okay. And nice. it was cool. It was really it was written very well. It was very interesting. Uh and um it was just it was a, a very in some ways that I won't spoil, it was different from that genre. And like in that it was one of the only ones to do some of the stuff that it did. Nice. So it was really good. I like, I like loved it. I was, I was wondering why that name David Foster Wallace sounded so familiar. Cause he's got a really good, like uh description of suicide. That's like one of my favorite ways to describe it. Um, and he's and- really famous for, you know, he always wears that bandana. Like David Foster Wallace is the kind of famous that people who don't know him, have probably seen a reference to him yeah. without knowing it. Yeah. Like he is really culturally diffused and he's huge among the nerds who write all of the TV. So, you know what I mean? Like, cause he's, Damn, he's I'm going to have to, uh, how uh, is, is infinite jest like, uh, you know, how many books has he put out or just David literature? Foster Wallace? Yeah. Uh, he's put out a decent amount of books. I know that like, this is just one of his like most, most famous, yeah, most know. popular. He, he has like, some nonfiction and short story stuff. Let me think. He, he technically only has three uh, novels. No I'm pretty shit. sure he he killed himself. Uh, yeah, I, that's that is that I, I remember because when I I found that you know I, don't even, I guess I could call it a quote, but I found that description and was looking into him at one point, and yeah, I'm pretty sure he did as well. Uh, but it's really good. Right? Where is it? Um, yeah, but the movie is really good. Uh, if you know. Uh, that's, I just think that's, um, that'll be what I recommend. Fuck it. Nice. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll I'll be reading this book for like two months. So I'll keep you updated. Yeah. It sounds about like the length of my boss telling me about his fucking, uh, grant Grant book. Yeah. It's like 50 something hours. Famous for that. Oh my God. He was like telling me about it. And I was like, one, just like the insane fucking life that dude lived was. Oh yeah, absolutely. Out of this world. Um, I've been reading a civil war book that was like 900 pages for like two years. Damn. Like it's, it's so long and I just, I'm just, yeah. So I was like, I can't open grant until <laughs> yeah, I finish this other fair. one that I've been reading for years. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I think I'll recommend the show them. It's really good. It's not, oh, yeah, it's not a yeah. new show. It's been out for a hot minute, but it's really good. It's got very good horror elements. Um, it's, it's kind of got this weird, not even weird, but it's like, it's dual kind of horror. There's the reality horror of being, you know, a black family and incredibly racist America. Um, so that kind of puts you on edge of like, oh, they're going to be in this situation with these super fucking racist white folk. Um, and then the horror of like the supernatural shit that's happening, which is really fucking good. And it's kind of one of those movies that makes you be like, are this, is this actually happening or are they having an episode? Because like, oh, the, yeah, wi- okay. the wife has, uh, Mrs. Emery has some kind of, you know. It's a one-off, right? I oh, believe no. so, yeah. Oh, yeah. nah, they're doing it. They're are doing they doing a second, second season, really? Yes. Okay, oh, that's cool. Called, I mean, hopefully. It's called Them the Scare. The Scare, okay. Probably them, the a scare. better title, a but all right. name, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like uh, both the parents have some psychological disorders. Like the husband has, um, you know, PTSD from being in the war and especially being like a black soldier in the war. Uh, and then the wife experienced, you know, some pretty fucking insane trauma as well. But yeah, it's one of those shows that's like makes you think like, is this actually fucking happening or or is this like an episode? What's going on here? But highly recommend. I've watched like the first three episodes so far and it's really good. So 
Cool. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Be safe. Be kind to others. Be kind to yourselves. Love you so much. Uh, Bye-bye.